Hello everyone, welcome to Quantum Catechesis, I'm Father Joe Krupp and you are not, and today, today is Thursday, and it's at some point in March, and I believe it's the year 2023, it is March 9th, March 9th in Hebrew. Uh, we have a very special guest and we're going to get to him in a minute, but first, and you're not ready for how bad this is going to get, we all need to thank Carrie, because... Yeah, see, she's already ticked. Just all the work she does to get yeah. this going. <clears throat> and today was hard because Sean is a horrible human being. And he's our guest today. So, uh, But all kidding aside, trying to figure out the mic thing, trying to get this whole thing going. That poor woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a big shout out to Carrie, of course, who put down that liquor bottle and got to work. And a big shout out to Celtic Cove Catholic Bookstore in Oxford, Michigan, and Michigan Catholic Church Supply over in Mutt Morris. Uh, try to buy local. So uh, here's what we got today. Um, one of my uh, very favorite people is, uh-oh. I do have a shout out today. You have a shout out today. I do. Let her rip, sis. So this is for all the fans and they'll know who, they'll know why okay. this is so special. So Lydia McAnally yeah. is a gal that watches from Idaho. Oh, she's my Idaho girl. And she has tracked down the barista. No way. Are you serious? Social media did its job. We know, we know. that the barista's name, I'm just going to say her first name in case she doesn't want to. So can God's people hear what you're saying right now? Yes. I have this on here. Oh, nice. Uh, so you, you know about this, right? I proposed to a barista in Idaho. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work out. Wrong. Yeah. Um, okay, so her name, the gal you proposed to, Yeah. Oh, all those years ago, Yes. her name is Harmony. Harmony? Oh. I could have been married to Harmony. There you could. Lydia does refer to her as your first wife. Yes, my yeah, absolute. And as she finished with counseling. Is Harmony, like, recovered? So you don't know this story? I do not. Okay, I'll tell him in a minute. Yeah. She does say that many, I don't know exactly what the posts look like. I didn't look yeah. it up. But many of the people that saw the posts thought the story would make a good Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see this post. <laughs> we'll oh, have to look hysterical. it up. hysterical. So that's my girl Lydia, yes. right, who uh, found... The, the the and does harmony the barista know the barista that this you, is underway. I don't know that harmony's responded to see how okay. how much yeah. she did respond. Okay, and said and, that was me. Yes, a fat, unattractive and she, man and in a black rem- dress proposed to me at five thirty a.m. And she a, remembered the proposal. Oh, that's hysterical! So, bro, I was doing a wedding and there was a party afterward, and then I had to go to the airport and it was like early. And I stop at a coffee place, and I asked. They had a double shot red eye, and I asked if I could have a triple shot red eye. And she said, and I quote, I can make you a quad shot. Mm. At which point I reached across the counter and took her hands and said, marry me. <laughs> very nice. And she said, <clears throat> quick as a jackrabbit, well, this is very sudden. <laughs> Let's make the coffee first. <laughs> yeah. So I got a quad shot coffee. She got a proposal from an unattractive man in a black dress. Nice. Yeah. I don't remember if I was actually wearing my cassock. I was probably wearing clerics. But either way, God love her harmony. 
Hello, Harmony. I don't even remember what she looks like. I just remember the quad shot. And, like, if I couldn't do sign language, I would have been like, you complete me. So, Lydia, I award you 40 Jesus points. Wow, that's unprecedented. This shatters the previous record of 17. But I think we can all agree this is the greatest accomplishment. Okay, there was Jesus saving the world, whatever. But right after that is Lydia finding coffee check. There we go. The barista, the famous barista. The barista. Or barista, for those of you who don't know, is Latin for coffee check. Uh, so way to go, Lydia! And hi, Harmony. <laughs> I love you. Um, so uh, I think we should get into our guest now, hey? Because you're about to meet, and many of you have met him before. Uh, he's been on this show, I think, twice. Maybe three. Maybe three. If this is his third, he is in danger of touching Marvin Williams' record, which means, Pastor Williams, no pressure, but get here. Uh, so, I would like to introduce you to one of my heroes of the faith, Father Sean Larkin. So, Father Sean, it is so good to have you here, bro. Uh, and I do want to give a warning to our listeners. Mm-hmm. He has a fake English accent. Yeah. Not like my authentic one. Lovely. See? Whatever. Sean, we all know what's going on here. So, anyway, brother, uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Welcome to Michigan, or as we say in Michigan, Michigan. Um, And we're so geeked out you're here. Tell us what travels. Like, so you left home and went where? What got you here? Because this was a roundabout route, wasn't it? Well, Delta Airlines. Yes, Delta Airlines. uh, Yeah. They do well. Anyway, I had the joy of spending last week... Up in your uh, old neck of the woods at Mount Zion. Oh, nice. Okay. Giving a, a Lenten retreat. Yeah. And uh, we managed, I think, seven sessions. And oh, nobody sweet. died. So. Oh, cool. Well, at least died right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're all going to die. So, that's true. Yeah. And then uh, the joy of coming down to see you. Ah, thanks, bro. And then next you're going up to uh, that fabled land. Yeah, of... the one above you. Yes, of uh, greenery and critters. Yes. Uh, as well as, uh, what is that, poutine? I believe so. Poutine is delicious. Yeah, but it's not good for you, is it? You're not good for you. Oh. So uh, next you're going to Canada. That's the one. Okay. Uh, for those of you not from this area, Canada. And uh, after Canada, do you get to go home? Uh, yes. Oh, nice. Okay, so you do get some rest coming up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you are a traveling man, my brother. And uh, is it just my imagination, or are we talking about the temptations? Oh, we are. Oh, what? What? Oh, my gosh. Well, we kind of have to, because Sean has a lot of experience with temptations, because his papa was a Rolling Stone. Nice. (laughs) And when he died, all he left us was alone. Uh, So... I don't even like that music. How do you not like the Temptations? Oh, come on. Oh, well, I wish it would rain. I can do this all day. Yeah, I was afraid of Okay, but I'll behave. uh, And mostly because I've already met my girl. (sighs) Her name is Harmony. Her name is Harmony. 
So, brother, uh, let's start off. Like, we're looking today at Temptations of Christ and His Cross. Yes. Yeah? So, uh, what do you think is, what does you think is the reason that every year, no matter what cycle of readings we're in, the first gospel we read during Lent on Sunday is the temptation of Christ. What, what, what do you think's going on there? We'll be back after a quick break. Are you looking for peace and joy? Do you want to refresh your life and raise your well-being? You need Create Harmony. At Create Harmony, we focus on everyday joys and we savor life's blessings. Our episodes are filled with creativity and fun, and we believe in setting an intentional rhythm. Listen in to Create Harmony to learn how to use your imagination as a way of listening to God and remind yourself how to notice goodness all around you. I think the number of things... Let's just start with this. If you've ever been tempted... I was, I think, two weeks ago. Okay. Yes. I've got good news for you. You're alive. Yeah. It's part of the human condition, and God uses all of this, because in the temptations of Christ, you're going to see it's the Holy Spirit Mm. who takes the Son of God into the desert. This has got nothing to do with the devil initially. It's all that which the Father has planned to actually, and uh, let's just give a... Shout out. If you look at the word... It's still in there. Gary's a little slow. Okay. Well, if you look at the uh, writing of Pope Benedict, you're going to see that what happens in the desert is effectively, we messed up, Jesus does it right. Okay. And when he does it right, he does it for the glory of his Father, but also for us. Nice. So there's something in here of complete identification that we need to see. And the, the temptations really, as, as we experience them and as, as our Lord experienced them, we can boil it down to one simple factor. Okay. Do anything you like, but avoid the cross. <laughs> yeah, okay, I got you. So, yeah. and, and what's happening here is the very simple... <clears throat> Jesus has been tempted to not fulfill his mission. And if he doesn't fulfill his mission, you and I are in deep trouble. Deep, uh, uh, the French word is Dieu Dieu. Okay, (laughs) yes. So that experience of avoid the cross is a temptation that now you and I, as part of his church, you and I personally, will continually be, be confronted with. So the confrontation is, Take it easy. Yep. Maybe suffer a little, but don't let the cross do its work. Yeah. Oh, I. It, it, it's remarkable. We just talked about this a few weeks ago. That the avoidance of all suffering is the root of so much of our suffering. Yeah. Because uh, there is a bill to be paid just for being human, beyond Absolutely. sin. Absolutely. Right. That you can either pay it now or you can put it on an emotional credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, and as a side note, pardon me, folks, don't forget, if you have questions for Father Sean, please submit them. And we'll, we, we'll he try. said he's open to your questions as long as he feels like answering them. That's, yeah, yeah, that's always wise. Right. Yeah. So the temptation of the devil. Well, first, it's the Holy Spirit leading Jesus to this. Yeah. And then the devil's response to that is to try to get Jesus to avoid the cross. Absolutely. Okay. And that temptation, if we take that as the melodic line, that temptation recurs throughout the Gospels. Okay. So we come to that great moment of, of Peter's confession. I think Peter confessing the Christ on behalf of all the other boys. So, yes, taking the lead. Yes. But in. And then the very next moment as he hears about Oof. rejection. Yep. Suffering. Yep. Delivered into the hands of evil men. Oh, and on the third day rise again. Yeah. There's a prophetic note running throughout of great joy there's the cross and then when peter hears that jesus doesn't say you got your theology exam wrong yeah he says you're speaking the words of the evil one mm. and if i listen to that and obey that the cross is ended at the confession yes. of peter and that rolls out it rolls out if you look at the garden of gethsemane interesting that yeah we're so committed to the lord that we will go to sleep yeah and jesus goes it alone yes for us yep and then good friday afternoon he's there he was looking at the stations this morning uh, when he was given his cross the cross that he has to carry for us and for the glory of the father he saved others let him save himself. Come on down. Mm. Right to the end. Oh, wow. Okay. So from there, yep. to, it's always it's the same marked. temptation. It's the same temptation. Oh my That's gosh. common to you and to me. Yeah. Have a Christian life. Do anything you like. <clears throat> but just make sure you're avoiding the cross. Yes. And you look at the idea of... Peter saying, you're the Christ. Yep. Jesus' response is, blessed are you for mere flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, my Correct. Father in heaven. Correct. And then when he says, let's make sure you don't suffer, his response is, you're thinking like the devil does. Yeah. It's very powerful. It's, it's a review. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Yep. Which Sean just had to tell me yesterday. Oh, sorry uh, about that. Yeah. Only oh, no, once, All though. good. All good. I will not propose to any more baristas. Um this week <laughs> uh so this this idea of jesus not avoiding the cross uh is a challenge for us right absolutely what is so important bro about you and me now we don't have to chase a cross and go find them no, no no right uh oh they'll find us yeah uh but what is so important about me grabbing that cross why why is that important well so much, so many reasons, and we could, we could pick them off, and we could pick them off at the Easter Vigil as we okay. renew our baptismal promises, yep. all of salvation history, but let's pick a few off. Okay. Without the cross, no forgiveness of sins. Oof. So that'll do as a starter. <clears throat> we, we've said this before. Yeah. I need to be forgiven. And yes. you say to me, yes, you do. Yes. But actually, I do. I need to live in that constant forgiveness, 70 times 7. That's every moment of every day. And I know you've been chasing that down 
recently with the congregation. May I, if you don't mind, sure. just this morning. And Sean and I didn't get to see each other uh, yet today. Um, uh, he was uh, in Montrose, and I was running between parishes. But after the 8 o'clock, or right before the 8 o'clock Mass, a parishioner pulled me aside and said, I listened to your homily on Sunday. I've been mad at you for three years. Nice. You <clears throat> did not do something I wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm here to tell you, I forgive you for disappointing me. And please forgive me Absolutely. for holding this. And it was the sweetest moment. Like sometimes people might say something like that and their goal actually isn't to reconcile is to make sure I get that I was still very wrong. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, there was none of this. It was you made a call. Mm-hmm. You made the best call you could. And I've been throwing a fit in my head about it ever since. Yeah. And uh, we hugged. And it was such a cool moment. And then we stood up and it was like, no, we need another hug. It was just such (laughs) a powerful Mm -hmm. moment. And I did not know she was mad at me. She's always very kind to me. Yeah. Right? But uh, she was fighting that in her heart and decided, I got to speak this. Yes. In a non-manipulative way. Yeah. But with an authentic spirit of, I want you and me right. And And it was lovely. I thank the Lord. I do. Well, I'm so I'm so pleased she got there. there and, just and course, this morning. Yeah, and of course, I don't know your lovely parishioners. So let's just, if I may, generalize from that for a moment. Sure. Just think of all the energy yeah. that was expended unnecessarily for three years. Yeah. And when, when that builds up, and I'm going to say in us. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but I guess it might. You've had a conversation in your head oh, with somebody. Bro. And you've, yeah. you've won. Yep. And yet nothing's happened. No. Because there's no winning of your brother or sister. No. Back. So forgiveness is God's idea. It takes God yes. to forgive. Oh, amen. And the way that you've done it before, that actually God in Christ has forgiven us much more yes. than we'll ever have to forgive each other. So we're extensions of the mercy of Christ, the face of Christ there. But when you hold onto your sin you and this is just what a friend of mine calls enlightened self-interest you're killing yourself oh yeah you're poisoning yourself yes so and i know it doesn't always go well when we offer forgiveness no but didn't go too well on the cross no (sighs) right but this is god's means of salvation so i would say the cross Let's go for forgiveness of sins. How about this one? Because it's all connected. Conquers death. Okay, now. So on the cross, that final curse, the wages of sin is death, taken out. Okay, there'll be a physical death. Yep. But it's just, as C.S. Lewis said, it's just going to be like walking out of one room straight into another. Yeah. Because Jesus has destroyed death. Yes. And then if we look at the work of the enemy, we see, and, and our Lutheran friends would be very good at this, particularly in Scandinavia, that kind of Lutheranism. Okay. But they would start this conversation with the verse in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the second part. See the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy yes. the works of the evil one. Yes. <clears throat> 
And the way that we kind of like to illustrate this is, if any of you are great knitters... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, that, yeah, but I'm what, not sure what that means, but yes, uh, yeah, I bet uh, I am. Uh, yeah. Well, when you drop that ball of wool, there's an interesting phenomenon that takes place. It goes all over the place. Yes. And you pick it up, having done nothing, and it's all knotted and tied automatically. It, it just, you can't get it back properly. Now, the reason the Son of God appeared... This is Scottish, so you're going to like this. Okay. Here, Scotland! So here comes your Scottish word. Yeah. Unfangled. Say unfangled. Un unfangled. Unfangled with a Scottish accent. Unfangled! <laughs> now that... You've got to be unfangled. <laughs> now that is Johannine theology. Oh, yeah. One and <clears throat> a real accent from the UK, unlike you. So the reason the Son of God... Think of your life as fangled... Yes. Fangled? Fangled. And then... Unfangled! The That's what Jesus did. Jesus unfangled. Yeah, your life. And nice. And, and that's a hard word, by the way. It is a hard word. Yeah. But he didn't just give you back your old life a bit better. Yeah. We don't want an old life patched up. No. We want the new life of Christ. Yes. And on the cross, and it's all part of the Easter ceremonies... But if we ha now we've done a few Lutheran quotes, let's uh, from the Bible. But let's think about our Orthodox friends. Yes, and they would they would point us to the cross, and they would take a word like Jesus died. Okay, they don't mean Jesus went, <clears throat> although he did. Yes, and died. What they mean is Jesus died and gave up. <sighs> yes. A expulsion of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. So now on the cross, at that level and at the level of the spear and the wounds, we have the birth of our church. Yes. Of his church. Yes. So on that cross. In blood and water. Exactly. Yes. It's all flowing there. The Holy Spirit. All of these events are hugely Trinitarian events. Yes. And what the Lord's inviting us into is an experience of the divine life of God. So the cross is needed for all of those reasons. And then as we are marked by the cross. So Matthew's Gospel again. If you want to follow me, there are conditions. Yes. Not unconditional, folks, I'm afraid. Conditions. Take up your cross daily. Oh, deny yourself. Yes, deny yourself. Oh, and I'm not going to tell you very much about what I'm going to do with you. Follow me. me. In other words, trust me and I'll unfold this for you. Yes. So in one sense, everything is about the cross. And any avoidance of that is not only not the full gospel, it's anti ante instead of its replacement gospel well that's what you know it, it blows me away like the catechism how clear it is in saying that you know people will when is the antichrist coming what is the antichrist oh. and, it, and the catechism makes it clear the antichrist is any idea right. or person that offers us easy answers at the price of truth Right, Absolutely. easy solutions uh -huh. at the price of truth, uh -huh. and and it's an amazing thing to think of how horrific this cross of Jesus is. Yeah. And we just talked, I think, yesterday uh -huh. 
right? Was that yesterday where we were talking about this is such a bizarre scandal yeah, to non-Catholics. And the only reason it's not a scandal to most Catholics is because we stopped thinking about it. Right. God got killed. Yeah. I mean, badly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like when I was, so one of my degrees is in Japanese history and literature. And I'll never forget our, our prof who was uh, not an atheist at all, uh -huh. uh, but more of that Japanese spirituality, which is very animistic, right? Yep, yep. It's just honor the gods and do what you want, right? Right. Um, and he talked about when the Jesse martyrs came, yes, or Jesse uh, missionaries yep, came, yep. that he said, there is no thing Christians experienced that can equate to how brilliantly the Japanese tortured them, right? Just absolute brilliance and dragging out pain as long as they could and he and he said this as a non-christian the only means of death ever contrived as awful as what the japanese came up with yeah. was the crucifixions yeah. yeah he said crucifixions were the worst yeah. um you sit there as a christian and it's you know yeah my god did that mm -hmm. your god did that yeah. right like i said yesterday then you need a new one it's a scandal Absolutely. that the devil loves to tap into yeah. and get us to avoid. Yeah. Um, that how did God flex? Yeah. Well, I'm going to die. Yeah. Power and weakness. Yeah. Absolute mm. power and weakness. <sighs> yeah. So well, there's the renewal of Lent. Yes. Learning again and again, invoking the Holy Spirit to help us live the crucified we could put it like this humiliated life it is totally yeah in the way that you've put it against everything that we would be left and want to do yes and this is god's this is god's manner now what else is he doing on the cross we must we we got to grasp this what a demonstration <laughs> of love yeah you know people will come to me and they'll <laughs> say i don't love god enough <clears throat> well that's true so we got that one out of the way. Yeah. But again, the the difficulty is is helping people, helping ourselves, actually grasp the fact of how much God loves us. Yeah. Then we might be able to return some love the other way. So in in this wonderful way in the economy of God in His big story, this is the place where I don't know if God loves me. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, yes, he does. And you've got the, this marvelous crucifix here. You know, sit before the crucifix. And, we, uh, you know, I've done this before with parishioners. If you're not sure, you tell God that you're too big for him. Yeah. See how you, that goes. Yeah. yeah. See how you get on with that. Who endures crucifixion for someone they're ambivalent about? Exactly. Yeah. That is something you endure for someone that you have an iron will of love for yeah um it, it's last night bishop earl was preaching the roof off mm -hmm. at confirmation and uh where i was sitting like i like to look at that crucifix absolutely and <clears throat> i thought of two things and one it's not a book i recommend uh i don't think 
but there's a book called Why Catholics Can't Sing. I don't know if you're familiar with this. It's, <laughs> no, no. it's, it's a, it's an angry book. Oh, is it? Um, but it's, there's points in it where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, but the second chapter is called The Cloth. And the author was writing, I think I have the right book. The author was writing about how when Christianity started to emerge from the gutters, mm-hmm. from the, uh, for, forgive my candor, from the whorehouses mm-hmm. and the graveyards, and, and now everyday Romans are looking at Christianity like about 4th, 5th century. Right. They started putting cloths on the crucifix. Right. Because the idea of God being naked, mm-hmm. they couldn't deal but he was. He's totally <clears throat> naked. But he absolutely was. And, yeah. and that was, he was pointing out that when they mm-hmm. find crucifixes from the second and first century, he's naked. Absolutely. But it was so horrifying yeah. to Romans who were just starting to bump mm-hmm. into Christianity. They're like, da, 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 da. Yeah. And, and he talked about, like, now again, this is an angry book. Okay. Right? But this part, I was like, wow. Yeah. He was nailing this idea of the lordship of God was um, the highest point of God's glory and power was stripped naked, yes, abandoned, yes, tortured to death, yes, yeah, and That's you it. know the nakedness alone. Like I was looking at that crucifix, and I'm serious, thinking I don't have the brass, I don't have the brass to get us a crucifix. That's right. Yeah. That doesn't have the conveniently placed cloth. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, um, and I wish I did. I, I understand that, that. That and the problem is when you go to art galleries. Yes. And if you're moved by a particular piece, that will be the piece that images. Yeah. And it's wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying don't enjoy it. No, but I get know you. what you're doing. Yeah. And the other thing I think we need to throw into this is never feel sorry for Jesus emotion. Oh, poor Jesus. Okay. He wanted to. I know. He wanted there to. There is a That's baptism a, yeah. with which I must be baptized. And, and I'm how gonna, great I'm gonna, my for, anguish. For the joy set before him. That's right. Hebrews. The joy set before This is the joy-filled life. Mm. And if we're going to be, as Pope Francis has called us, missionary disciples, yeah. but joyful, the cross is going to be the heart of our walk with the Lord and with his world. And if you avoid that, you ain't going to be joyful because your delight's coming from somewhere else. And you're talking less, if I'm hearing right, about me avoiding my crosses and more about, if I hear you right, our tendency to avoid his cross. That's the point, because we'll make our own cross up. Dude. Or we'll even put a cross on ourselves pretending it is his cross. And it isn't. So people will put a cross on you. You'll put a cross on yourself. Others, you know, or the church will come along and say, have one of these. Yeah. And what we want is to discern together his cross, which will Mm. swallow all the others. Dude. You know, um, when they were filming The Passion of the Christ. Yeah, which is the bloody stuff. Right. Yeah, and and that's fine, but... Oh, yeah. One of the things that I was watching a commentary, and I was taught this. I just started to think, because I never heard it again... Well, maybe I was taught wrong, but that in the scourging, for example, Mm -hmm. I know this from reading Roman history. They stopped 
at 19. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, they And they would wrap boom. you in a white cloth to try to clot your blood mm -hmm. because otherwise you'd bleed to death. Yes, right. And they would wait about 10 hours. And then have another And go. then they'd start it oh, up again. Yeah, it's all illegal. All the trials and everything else. It's right. all illegal. And for him, like he said, you have to picture it the crucifixion the worst thing you've ever seen mm -hmm. a man who's stripped naked and literally has flesh hanging off of him white cloth kind of stuck yep. to him yep. that when they tried to rip it off it stayed you know and all of this stuff and not for the gore of it but the gore of it as the reminder of the love that compelled it and that john uh ricardo oh, always yeah. says this is ambush predator. Jesus is not a victim on the cross. That's right. He's the aggressor. Yeah. Oh, you do torture and death? Fine. Throw it at me. Watch what happens. Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, the physical, again, forgive the words. Yeah. The physical stuff has its place. Oh, sure. But that is nothing compared with he who knew Ugh. no sin became sin for us. He'd walk with sinners, yeah. fortunately. He fellowship with sinners. He'd use sinners to confuse the religious. Yes. But now, my sin, your sin, our sin, he's experiencing it all. Yes. No wonder there are cries. Yes. I don't reduce it to merely yes. the physical. When I was a, the, I always think of this when I think of his spiritual suffering his guilt mm -hmm. that and it's stupid but it's stuck in my head since it happened I was 15 mm -hmm. and I got in big trouble at school oh. right like suspending three days kind of thing and I came home and I was furious I got in a fight and uh when I got home mom of course started chewing on me Oh, yeah. Right? Big surprise. You know, yeah, know. she was yeah. such a, you know, retreating, yep. quiet, sweet. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but she was <laughs> chewing on me. And then she walked to the back and I put my fist through a cupboard. Okay. I was so mad. And I remember not being able to do anything mm -hmm. with all that I felt. And in typical boy fashion, I put my fist through a cupboard, just trashed this hand, scraped it because it was yep. wood, and of course put a hole. And we weren't rich. I don't know how to explain the guilt I felt right. when I pulled my hand out and I looked. And it wasn't fear. It was real, like, you made a mess of everything everything today yeah. i hurt a kid who had to go to the doctor mm. i ruined a cupboard i hurt mom's feelings mm -hmm. i hurt and i was physically sick with guilt right and shame mm -hmm. that was one 15 year old boy mm -hmm. in 1985 in flint michigan and i was kind of used to guilt at that point he'd never known guilt and he took all of it. Right. Like, sure. the guilt of people who killed. Yep. And went, oh no. Mm hmm Right. Who, in rage, pulled a trigger. Yep. The guilt of uh, one of my prisoners driving to school 
and a woman pulled right out in front of him. He killed her. Yeah. Uh, she was, of course, on her phone. Yeah. She was a mom with three little kids. Uh, yeah. He knew he did nothing wrong. Yeah. She ran a stop sign. He didn't. But it still no, it crippled him Absolutely. emotionally. Jesus felt that. Mm-hmm. He felt the 15-year-old kid putting it, you know, all that. And I, that suffering, the fact that he could pursue with joy yeah. the physical suffering, I think, whew, but the spiritual suffering, I can't even fathom Yes, the thing behind it all inside of him that caused him to say, bring it. Mm-hmm. We're going to end this today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, the tyranny that has killed my people, mm-hmm. that has bound to them, that has tortured them, we're ending that today. Yeah. So now the joy is yeah. you and I can be right with God. Yeah. Because he's come and done it for us. Yeah. And if we live that, because also in these temptations of Christ, you know how the devil comes and says, if you are? Yeah. What, he, what, what he's doing is he's, well, Jesus knows he is. Yes. So the devil is trying to get Jesus not only to avoid the cross, but somewhere in this is, well, if you're that, prove it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this in the discussion. Like, prove you're a good priest. Yeah. And that's silly. Get off the, we all need to get off the treadmill of, I'm going to prove to you how much. Yeah. See, it's a demonstration. And I'm going to prove to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a killer. Now, I don't know anybody who does that, of course. No, But but just in case. I assume there's stupid people out there who do this. Well, yeah. yeah. But the the prove it, then this blows up, not only personally, but it blows up in the church because we're now in competition. Yes. If you're a real parish, you're blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And... The moment you step onto that treadmill, the devil's got you. Because the emotion of that will go on and on and on. And it's all the other way around. What God in Christ has done for us. Be at peace. And it takes away... Like, this is something, and maybe you can help me. Oh, uh, sorry, are God's people asking questions? Uh, And and forgive me, do you have that document, or do I need to go to the original? No, I have Okay, does it... Now, I don't see anything on there. Is that okay? Okay, great. Just making, you know, I screwed up this last time. This is a new way we're trying to do Thursdays. Um, One of the things, bro, that I know naturally, it's just part of my personality, I rebel against imposition. Mm -hmm. Okay? Namely, uh, as pastor, you're going to do this program. Oh, good. Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you've got the priests who can't who love it. Oh, yeah. You've got the priests who hate it. You got the priests in the middle. I'm a guy whose first inclination reaction is always a bit of a childish. Hey, gotcha. No. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is sometimes wisdom behind. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. <coughs> and one of the things a lot of dioceses and a lot of <coughs> excuse me, priests are into are these books. Okay, these yippy-skippy parish or whatever, and um, the application of secular business principles into religious institutions. And on one level, I see the value. I want to be clear. Like, I get it. They, the church is not willing to do what, in my opinion, she should, Mm -hmm. which is strip us priests of all power that is not sacramental. Right. Right? She won't do that. 
so far. But if I then am CEO, CFO, COO, then yeah, I need to learn some of this crap, even yep. though I didn't sign up for it and don't want it and yep. don't think it's healthy. Yep. Okay. With that, there was the book that kind of started it all. I'm trying to remember the name, but it's one of those, you know, the something parish. And Carrie might be able to help me. Uh, or rebuilt, rebuilt, I think. And and I might be wrong. Right. Okay. But one of, there was two books that started this whole thing. And so the diocese was gently pushing us to read this book. Mm-hmm. All right, groovy. So I go on Amazon and I'm reading the reviews. And one of the top reviews was this guy who said, here's this section in the book. And in it, the pastor was talking about how awful the music was and how he fired that musician and got in a real one who could do some, you know, rocking for Jesus stuff. Yep. And he wrote, that was my mom. And she gave her heart and soul to that parish for 20 years. Yep. And father felt music he liked and that he thought was appealing was more important than treating my mom like a daughter of God. Right. And he made clear, I'm not talking about firing her. People get fired all the time. It happens. But the principle of it was, you're not what I want mm-hmm. and what I think will work. So I'm. you're just a lay person. You're very replaceable. Yeah. Right? And I was really struck by that because I've been... I was, and sorry for the long buildup. Okay. I was at a parish and I shared this with you. I have to be vague for for the listeners. I was helping out at a parish. It wasn't mine. And the cantor was unspeakably bad, right? 9,000 years old, just violent vibrato, couldn't hit half the notes. And I had four masses there and so did she. And at the time I was at MSU, where they tore it up. I mean, a guy named Matt Aldred, who is just one of the finest humans I know, one of the finest musicians, he had that choir rocking. So the second mass, I was so, oh, God, save us. Mm -hmm. And literally looking out at the congregation thinking, how do they handle this? The beginning of the third mass, the Lord was like, I don't know. I was conflicted about my horror. Right. And I prayed. I promise this is true. Jesus, help me to hear her like you hear her. Oh, right. Yeah. And I'm, I know I sound crazy. For about four seconds, I did. And I cried the rest of the mass. It was so exquisite. Right. Like, Sean, I've never heard anything like this. Right. So all of this to say, help me, and I don't know if priests listen to this, I doubt it, but how do we find that balance? Where does the cross fit in of, okay, that person loves Jesus and works their tail off. When is that enough? When is that not enough? Do you have a sense of this? Yeah, I I, I understand the tension that you've put there. Let me not avoid the question, but bounce at it in another way. Yeah, please. 
one of the reasons that Lucifer rebelled is that he watched worship and wanted it for himself. Yeah. So there is something uniquely powerful about worship. I agree. And yes. it can very easily go into sin. Yeah. So it can become sensual. It can become performance. It can become, and I say this properly, God help us, sexual. Yeah. Um, and it can, yeah, so all of those those things. So we, we know that God's heart receives, it's as if it's a purity mm. that comes from there. Yeah. Now, in the corporate, that is a little more difficult. I hear your question because... But the, the worship in that sense now needs to be appropriate to that congregation. Yes. Uh, and we could take some ridiculous examples. <clears throat> you are unlikely to buy smoke machines for Holy Family. Please don't, by the way. Oh. Kerry, would you cancel that Amazon order? Um, <laughs> smoke machines yeah. and ice. Boy, this got awkward. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, well, I thought I'd just uh, bring you a little correction. Um, now... And the other thing is that when you look at some of the worship today, it's unachievable by that congregation. I agree. I know exactly. Yes. It's, I'm sorry it, to get excited. Yes. It's like a concert. This is now, where we can the, go. Which is fine. Sure. But we're not here to concert. If no. I want to go to a concert, I know exactly which band I'm going to see. And it yes. isn't The Temptations. So there we are. But the... Oh. Oh, yeah, I know. So... <laughs> So I'm going to go and enjoy it for what it is and not make it what it isn't. So, I get you. So how do you help your parishioners engage with the Lord in worship, in singing? And I don't know the answer to that. So that some of the parishes that I visit, um, they would worship in such a way that in, in that sense I'm not used to. Yeah. But coming in... I'm not here to change you at that level. Yeah. I'm here to serve you. Tell me I, what you do and I we'll agree. get on with it. Yes. Because how, how do, in the right sense, of how do our responsibility, how can we help people connect with God and all that he's given us? So we, we keep our personal preferences. That's fine. Yes. But they, they don't, they don't um, lead us anywhere else. Now, in the, in the generalized sense of the, the leadership stuff, I'm sure we all went through loads of that, that stuff. Sure. And, and, and it, it has insight. But this is what I want to say about Christian leadership, Holy Thursday. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's yes. it. Get your stole out because Holy Thursday is about highest heaven coming to lowest earth and I'm going to put it like to lowest earth and below it. Yes. You get on your knees. The and toilet you, cleaners. You, you start yep. washing feet. That's worship. And that, you know, I, I don't know how you handle Holy Thursday feet washing. And we've been working on it mm -hmm. here. This is embarrassing. A big problem for me is my knee, right? right. It's just a wreck. But I go nuts when I see the priests washing feet. But they've got 700 servers flitting around them serving them hand and foot as they wash feet. feet. You, you get me? Yeah. 
and I know there's a practical element, and we've been, Carrie yeah. and, and, and Dr. Lee and I have been talking about this for years. How do I find that balance? I really want to be, forgive my candor, out there alone, struggling. Yes. Uh, to, uh, you know what? I don't mean to buy the M. My eyes are watering. Yeah. It hurts so bad. Yeah. But it's like, oh, an ain't crucifixion. You know, it's, uh, but um, there's also then what happens, you know, and it was Nugent who really opened my eyes to this. I know you mean well, but when we're watching, all we can think is, oh, my God, he's not going to get up. It's distracting, you know. Uh, And I I feel like I just took a minor point and turned it into a, but I've always meant to ask you about that. Like, last year, I think we had two people helping me, and I felt the least bad about that. I I would... Well, you're asking a personal opinion. I am. That, that's, yeah. That's all. I would say if you if you review some of the foot washings that Pope Francis is engaged in, yeah, he's going to get down and give you five. Okay. And um, and we watch him now yeah. having to be wheelchaired around. I know. I know. Um, so <laughs> there's a difference between distraction. Yeah. And you're frankly just a bit embarrassed. Yeah. Take your embarrassment. Oh, and, embarrassment, and, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> for me, the stole has such great significance that we need to be seen to get out there and do it. Yeah. And there is an embarrassment about having your feet washed. Yeah. And for some of us, we're very happy to wash feet. Yes. But, oh, I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. Now let me wash yeah. your feet. Because, of course, in the culture of the day, this wasn't a religious service in that sense. No, it's utterly it, it, practical. It's the, it, necessity, utterly practical, lowest slave possible. Yeah. That's our Lord. Yeah. Jews could not require Jewish slaves to wash feet. Correct. Uh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? And this, now, now why am I throwing all that in, apart from the fact that it's all true and in the Easter ceremonies? That's leadership. That's the place of leadership. Yeah. Leadership comes from the cross. Leadership comes when you're down there. Yes. Not I'm standing at the front and looking pretty. Although, I your... do. I can't help that I look so pretty there up you there. Yeah. You know, I, I just want that out there. Uh, I can't imagine how distracting it is for the ladies in the congregation. Uh, I'm so sorry. But this is God's fault, not mine. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so I, what, yeah, the yeah. leadership... We should draw our leadership principles from Holy Thursday. Yeah, it's humility. Yeah, true humility. It's not. It's not even. It's not even. Yeah, vulnerability, humility. It's. It's not put on. Now watch me. I'm going to get humble. Yeah. It's just what we do. Yeah. Watch me. I'm about to. Yeah, dude. That's the thing where I keep getting bent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you've seen those ones where the priest, you know, and, and again, 80 people flitting about. Oh, I don't want you to have to hold the towel, Father. Oh, my gosh. I'll hold the towel for you. You know, and, all, and I'm like, Ugh, it's the opposite. But then you do run into the trouble, too, of does everyone see how humble I am? Exactly. Behold, I wash feet of you plebs. You know, it's like... Which is good of you, really. Yeah, they're so lucky. (laughs) I'm just glad I don't accidentally consecrate them, because then we'd have to eat. (laughs) I just grossed myself out. Yeah, you did. I really did. (laughs) But it was funny. Um, Cannibalism, there's a joke here, but... um, (laughs) 
So, okay, I see there's a couple questions, but these are more questions for my tomorrow show. Okay. Right? Um, wouldn't you say? Uh, okay. Uh, so, for those of you who submitted questions so far, please know we are going to... I see the first one in particular was on our list for last week, and we were like two away from it, so don't give up. Um, and then the St. Brothers one, there's a few there we can get after tomorrow. Uh, but if you have any questions for Sean about what he's saying or what his problem is, um, please. And if, uh, well, anyway, okay. So we draw our leadership from Holy Thursday yes. as priests. We make sure that we are never denying, oh, really? Is it that time already? Denying Jesus his cross, right? Oh, my gosh. And now we're on the speed round. Oh, yeah. I've done this before, and the answer's cat. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't think you've been a part of this. Okay. We've developed a European edition. Oh, no. <laughs> For all um, the Europeans you get. Yeah, we brought in a whole team of Europeans. Um, and by that, I mean we looked at a couple pictures of Europeans. Okay. So it's basically the same thing. Yeah, sure. And it's metric. And it's metric. <laughs> What you, so it's much smaller. 1972, yes, that was a bad year. Oh, you know what's funny? And any American can tell you this. I don't know if you know this. This is a true story. So John and Carrie and Chuck were all about the same age. All of us were told in school, uh, we're going to spend three weeks and you're going to learn the metric system. Because by the time you're in college, that's all there will be. Yeah, they lied to you. And... They lied to me. Yeah, they did. And here's the thing. I always hated the metric system just because it's not the one we used. Right. Um, I didn't have any particular, like, well, and I liked that we were doing something that the whole world didn't like. For some <laughs> I love, right? So, no uh, kidding. Sticking it to the Europeans. Speaking you of know? personality. Oh. <laughs> but I got to say, the older I get and the more I work on things, wrenches and engines and things, you're like, it's a better system. Oh, no. You don't think metric's better? I don't use it. What do you use? The other one. You use ours? Yeah. Have you used the metric? Try to. It's The wrenches are a lot easier. You know what I mean? Like when you're trying to, uh, we need to go to three tenths of four fifths. And I'm like, I don't even know what this means. Um, and I never learned the metric system, or the, whatever ours is. What is that? The, uh, English. They call it English. The English <laughs> system, which involves, I think, slapping the French around, primarily. Um, uh, just to get us out of this mess, the answer's still Cats. Okay. Cats. Yes, Sean's favorite musical is Cats. Never seen it. Me either. Actually, do you know what's funny? When I was in seminary, they got on this kick that we needed more culture, oh, right? No. And I was like... Y'all yeah. think, think we need more cultureish nuts? I'll be a skunk's armpit. Uh, so they started like once a semester, we'd have to go to musicals. So that was a tough go for a guy from oh. Montrose. You can't sneak a six of beer in there. Uh, they have rules. Uh, but we started to watch Cats, and I faked a seizure and got out of there. We were about 20 minutes in, and I, I, I remember praying, you know, because at that point, you know, I don't know. I, I did pray the Lord would kill us all. Okay. Yeah, he didn't. Just as an update. I'm pleased that he doesn't answer you. What press. was the other one? We had we went and saw the second one was Miss Saigon. And they're all the same. I don't know. Every musical is the same. Okay. And they're awful. And they suck. And it's all about, like, 
manipulating your most base emotions. Okay. And then what was the one on the French Revolution? Yeah, a little shoulder. Uh, and that's vaguely redemptive, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. pointing it out. Yeah. Well, of course, they didn't get into the whole part of the French Revolution where they wiped out Catholics. Oh uh, yeah. Still, I said vaguely redemptive. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Okay. So uh, something's got Carrie's attention. Look at that. Do you see that look of? Con oh no, I'm teasing you. Oh, okay. So, with all that training, the and, uh, European now version. you've had time to stretch. Uh, okay, are you ready, bro? We can give it a go. Okay, Fiat or Mini Cooper? Oh, <laughs> that's easy, Cooper. Okay, uh, text or phone call? Uh, phone call. Movie or book? Book. iPhone or Android? At the moment, iPhone. Okay, Paris or Rome? Um, well, I, I'm not really hot. Catacombs are good. We'll go Rome. Rome. Nice. Uh, London or Rome? Um, London, if I know what I'm doing. Okay. Berlin or London? I haven't been to Berlin for years. Well, they tried to come to London, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> twice, as I recall. <laughs> oh, great. Um, where were we? Do you remember? Mountain or seashore? I like mountains. Warm beer or cold beer? Oh, that's not a question. Warm beer is evil. Okay. We went to a lecture on beer, for lack of a better phrase. And it was a fellow from India, and I found his oh, accent beer? a bit tough. Yeah. Well, I think he was reading other people's stuff, right? Okay. Uh, in a sense, like he was, he was, I don't know, he was a dude working on a cruise ship. Who was doing a lecture on beer, right? I mean, right? I didn't get the sense, like, you know, there was a lot of, no way. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he was saying the craziest thing. He said, like, he was kind of fun ripping on Americans for cold beer because we miss so many tastes. And I didn't know how to tell him, we're not drinking beer for the taste. Oh, right. Yeah. Bro, you know, we're from the Midwest, the northern Midwest. We go six months without the sun. Sun, yeah. Alcohol helps. Yes. Uh, so anyway, car or train? Oh, more and more in my old age, train. Okay. You got good trains though, right? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Vacation or holiday? Well, I grew up with holiday. Okay. Okay. Swimsuit. Speedo or trunks? That's got... <laughs> Fortunately, from our previous conversation, trunks. Okay, just checking. Yeah. He's lying. Monarchy or republic? Uh, I would be on the monarchy side. That's right. Or, Even though what's-her-name's dead. Who's uh, king or queen now? King Charles. King, king Charles. 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 The, the one who left, what's her name, Diana? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I have to say that... How does Meghan fit into this? Who is oh, Meghan? No. Meghan Merkel. Daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law. Oh, daughter-in-law, right. Third. Is she the one everyone's mad at? Yes. Okay. She married one of the boys. Yes. Harry. And Harry. she... Which? Harry. Harry. Her so name's you're... Harry? No, she married Harry. She should have shaved. Your English she should have shaved. <laughs> oh, no. Did it have an orange handle? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was pretty solid what I just did. Okay. Uh, where were we? France. Friend or foe? I haven't been there for years. Um, I would say that the, there's, the, if you're looking at the English psyche, there is a, 
a slight standoffishness. Oh, indeed. Okay. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. You know, I read... Uh, I read we'll the, leave it at that. Yeah, no, I feel you. I, do. I read this Nicholas unbelievable... I should get this to you. Uh, it's an account of what led up to World War One. Okay. And what absolutely astounded me was the Brits agreed with the Germans, oh, right? That's a funny thing. That um, they were like, no, you have the right to protect. And they were going to either stay out because Germany didn't need help, right? And then when Russia started goose-stepping toward the Germans, and the Germans were getting ready to invade France because they were cutting through Belgium, right? And they said, okay, we, can only, we only want to fight on one front. So we're going to hit France hard. And this is, that German military in World War I was the greatest military in the history of the world, right? Uh, by far, right? The best trained, the best armed. The Nazi military was nowhere near their best. skill level. Yeah, yeah. So the idea was hit France hard. Mm -hmm. Take them out, and then we only have to fight the Russians. The Russians. And the, the Brits were like, yeah, get it done, right? But then the Germans committed so many atrocities in Belgium. Yeah. That the Brits had to very reluctantly Come in. side on the other. And the guy was right, and he was like, Germany had a really good argument for what they were doing, right? You, you can object to it now historically, yeah. but by the rules of the day, Germany was simply defending her borders. Yeah, sure. Um, and England got that. And the guy wrote this whole thing on. It would be hard to describe how much the English and French and how long they've hated each other, which was very appealing to them, right? Yeah, what a shame if Germany marches in there. But the only reason they got on that side was because of the atrocities in Belgium, and it ticked them off. It t these letters they were writing to the Germans, stop oh, it. it. <laughs> Please. We don't want to side with France. You know, anyway, okay, sorry. I don't know how I got there. Uh, well, let's go there. Germany, friend or foe? Oh, I've had many happy hours in Germany. They're lovely. Yeah. And they're holding up the uh, euro. I mean, they're, they are the euro. They are with France. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Vodka, potato or rye? Does it matter? I'll tell you what, though. We've done this one before because you've asked me this before. I have to say there's only one answer. Valentine's. Oh, Valentine's is the greatest vodka in the history of the world. And then we couldn't find it the other day. No. It's only it's made in Redford, I think. John would know. Is Valentine's made in Redford, Michigan? So for those of you, if you're vodka people, I say this with absolute, not no joke. Oh, it's true. When they did in France, uh, three years in a row, the vodka, the blind vodka tasting. Now, Grey Goose had won every year for, <laughs> I think it was four years at that point. Valentine scored higher than them. Yeah. And uh, you, and just, just, just to phenomenal. say, though, to people, don't get the flavored stuff. No. No, oh, no, no. The girly no. stuff, leave it out. No. If you're not a college Ferndale. kid, yeah, leave it just out. get, what is it? Ferndale. Ferndale. And it's so buttery smooth. I've never had its equal that I don't even put tonic in it. Oh, no. I just pour it in a glass with some ice and I sip. Yeah. And it is butter smooth. I don't know how anyone, like you don't have any of that rubbing alcohol sure. taste. Uh, okay, blah, blah. Uh, where were we? Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Neither. Facebook or Twitter? I don't do Twitter. Dog 
By the way, you or don't dog. do Twitter. <laughs> no, they kicked me off. I know. You, you don't Those do Twitter. Those faces. And what else? And now I'm kind of kicked off of Facebook in a weird way. Yeah. All right, let's try one. Marius. Marius. For those you can't see, Marius is basically in a coma yeah. on my left. Yeah. He has not moved in two hours, I think. MSU or some lesser school? I have no understanding of it, but... You did once give me a green jacket. Yes. And you also now have a Spartan Strong t-shirt. I do. That's right. Thank you. I know a very holy man who sacrificed huge amounts of money. I saw. He probably won't eat for weeks now. Uh, Thank you. Oh, he's a giver. Cake or pie? Uh, Pie. Oh, and is cheesecake a cake or a pie? Essential. Okay. I like it. It's (laughs) essential. All right. You, oh, you wouldn't know that. Hot dog or hamburger? Well, neither particularly. Okay. I know you're you a dog. You like hamburgers, don't oh, you? Oh, I do, but it's, it's, it's just it, not. Yeah, mm-hmm. if we're going to do it, that's fine. But it's okay. not. Let's do it. Okay. I didn't know that. Highways or back roads? Back roads. That was on the last one. That's not a European question. Oh, it is. See, this is all there's. You don't know this, but the CIA is observing this whole thing. Are they? Yeah. You're probably going to be rested after this. Hey, the, the dog just got up. Oh, because he hates the CIA. <laughs> Look at him go. Yep. Uh, what were we talking about? Do you remember? So, uh, brisket or bacon? Bacon. Augustine or Aquinas? Oh, that's easy. Augustine. I don't understand Aquinas. Well, no, I do. I, he, he met with God at the end of his life. Yeah, but God told him, knock that off. Try to be more like Augustine. <laughs> that's private revelation. I want to be clear. That's not in any books. Uh, hiking or biking? Uh, no. Oh, hiking. Yeah. yeah, all right. Pool or beach? Mm, it depends on the beach. Whiskey. Irish or Scottish? Neither. Scottish! I don't like whiskey. But if you had to. Like if Jesus appeared and said, can you drink from this cup? It would It would be a hard hard go around for me. Okay. I really don't like it. But which one? Well, I've worked in a bar in Scotland... Scotland! That's next, how you're supposed to say it. Next to a distillery, so we'll go there. Okay. Uh, and it's probably angrier. Yeah. place called Brookladdock. That's what it was called? Yeah, Brookladdock. Nice. It's a malt. Why are Scottish names... There's so many... It's like Polish. It's like, here's 800 letters in one word. How do you pronounce it? Blah. <laughs> what? Okay. English or American Kinder Surprise Eggs? What? I don't know. This is from one of our Quet Canada users, least listeners. Users. She's also a user. <laughs> okay. Is this Bren Van? I it love is. her. Do you know? Who brought you the beer last night? I oh, did not. She's, she's an important person. Oh, she is an angel from heaven. Like, she gave me a gift last night. Oh. I was standing there doing confirmation. So it's moving the patent for him to get oh, the I oil. Oh, the bishop did Just that. begging the kid to you move did it? forward. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I look up. And there's Bren Van, just like shining. Okay. Like, I love her so much. Uh, but that was the best gift. She gave me a great can of beer. I'm so happy. But more happy was like not expecting to see her. And then, huh! Ta-da. Nice. Oh. Well, that's it we got. So, oh, good. Oh, Amer- English or American kinder or kinder? I don't know. I think they well, I think surprise I, eggs. Do you know this? I've heard the word Kinder, but I have no me no either. Kinder that. is no, no, a child sorry. in German. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Ah, I see. We're back to Berlin. <laughs> um, That's it. 
Okay, well, my brother, thank you for reminding us not to run from the cross of Christ. Absolutely. To embrace, forgive my candor, the naked, bloody, vulnerable God. Yep. Um, and, and on a practical level, too, thank you for reminding me that if I want to be a good priest, and I do, um, I need to keep looking to Holy Thursday. Yes. Um, uh, thank you, bro. And for everything, you know that. You know I uh, pray in gratitude for you a lot. Thank you. Um, and uh, Mom gave me a lot of really cool gifts. You know, she did. Um, but my friendship with you came through her. Oh, yeah. And I consider that one of her best ones, straight Thank up. Thank you. Um, so uh, now usually I do a prayer. Sure. And it's probably better than one you can do. But, uh, you know, just so you feel, you know, important to the whole thing, maybe you could offer a lesser prayer. <laughs> a lesser prayer. Yeah. You know, we all, it, it's... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, salad pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, as we continue to journey together through this Lent, renew us in your Spirit. Mm. Inspire us, Lord, in your love. Deepen our unity with you and your Church. Lord, as we prepare particularly to celebrate the Easter mysteries anew, <laughs> cause us to worship. Not just go through, worship you with profound thankfulness. Lord, I pray for each one watching. Yes. That they will know the joy of sin forgiven. I pray, Lord, for each one watching that they will receive a fresh touch of your mercy and therefore be able to give it away. So, Lord, help us to be yours, more fully yours, that we may deny ourselves, that I may deny myself. Take up your cross daily. And, Lord, give us the gift of followership, mm. real discipleship. And I know, Lord, that Joe, Father Joe prays every time for all the concerns that we are carrying at this time. Yeah. Lord, we hold each one situation and person before you. So may we now go in your peace. And I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, brother. And thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, massive props, of course, to Lydia for finding the unfindable. There we are. Um, if you all read that I've left the show and married, we're going to have to bring Lydia. I did do a proposal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, never got a Harmony. solid answer. Harmony. Harmony. Did, did I say Melody? No, you said Lydia. Well, Lydia found oh, Harmony. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and uh, But all kidding aside... Uh, we'll see you beautiful people tomorrow. Now, we don't know exactly where the show will be broadcast from. Uh, we're, we're going to the airport tomorrow, and the roads are supposed to be heinous. So we're setting up a location, trying to set up a location uh, where we can do the show from. If we can't pull it off, we will 
theoretically be back in time and uh, we'll do our question and answers we got a lot of great questions and we'll tackle those tomorrow so uh please don't forget to pray for sean tomorrow as he ventures into the dark unknown which is canada and uh i have nothing more to say on that topic all right so my kung fu is strong i'll see you guys tomorrow peace is it over no it's never over